0: Untitled Beatles Podcast.
1: Breaking. Breaking news. Beatles news. Breaking. Breaking. Bustin'. And we're out of time. Tune in next week for Breaking <laughs> Beatles News. No, Tony, we're dropping in your pod box Ew. for us. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, anybody else just like the sniff Nivea? Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, look, I'm a Nivea sniffer, all right? We call ourselves Nib Snips. We have a big thing in Philadelphia where we dress like animals. I don't know what I'm talking about right now. Is that Pitt? That might be Pittsburgh as well. Although Eagles fans and Sixers fans and Phillies fans especially, no time for you. No time for you. On my way to better play. Tony, there's Beatles news and we're breaking in right now because... It's arguably the biggest news, uh, biggest Beatle news of the year. And that Beatle, Joe Strummer, uh, <laughs> who is dead, has an album coming out on the Dark Horse label that George started. The first non-George Harrison Dark Horse issue since the early 80s. So that's not the big breaking news. I, I buried the lead. We have a teaser for the new Plastic Ono band we wanted to get to.
0: That's true. That's true. Yeah. Well, briefly, the uh, the new Joe Strummer music on Dark Horse is called what is it called assembly it's called assembly and it's uh it's 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 out and it's on the digital platforms and uh here's the thing uh
1: I'm raising my hand I don't dislike the Clash but I'm not a huge Clash fan I like Rock the Casbah you and I we have a weird intersection we have multiple weird intersections but The Hits of 1982 is one of them Rock the Casbah one of the great songs from that that year of music before everything got super 80s and I uh, love that song, but Joe drummer dead for a while. But I guess some of his previous recordings and some live versions of classics are on the Dark Horse label, which George started uh, then under the Warner Brothers banner, and uh, his son Danny has revived. Brookings. of vinyl pressing tony not gonna buy it but i love seeing the dark horse label again that kind of cream colored tan with the horse and the indian kind of accoutrements it's really cool to see
0: yeah yeah let's see what they keep putting out thanks danny and the gang over at dark horse and thank you joe strummer The thing I remember, yeah, I used to do this comedy bit. I was in a two-person group called The Sniffs, and we got to play the San Francisco Sketch Festival like hmm, close to 20 years ago, but uh, (laughs) yikes, man. But glory days of sketch, (laughs) hoss.
1: That's when prob was prob and sketch was sketch. say what you wanted.
0: Yeah, man. Don't call our stuff skits, or we'll find you and we'll kill you.
1: Fuck those people. Look, man, it's oh one. one You know who I hate? Al-Qaeda and people who call sketch skits. I'm an improviser. I don't work. God bless.
0: Yeah. No, but we were doing this bit where it was like new comedy takes and one of our comedy takes was uh, most recent dead celebrity and you would do like Joe Strummer had at that point been the most recent dead celebrity and so when we said Joe Strummer's name during a comedy show the audience all went (laughs)
1: Oh, <laughs> does Joe Strummer really kind of encourage the same respect that like that owes reserved for like if somebody makes a Kennedy joke, like, oh, yeah, you get sad because the way Kennedy was killed. Does Joe Strummer elicit that kind of response?
0: I think so. I think people really got into the clash, especially because they were a little bit political. So they, you know, they got into people's muscles a little bit.
1: We're going to disagree on this. I don't like politics in my music. Keep (laughs) politics out of my music. I only watch Tucker Carlson, though, and I love the nude. But Neil Young should shut it.
0: (laughs) It's true. Yeah. Only certain celebrities should use their voices. Others shouldn't.
1: (laughs) One of my favorite things ever is I'm sick of entertainers telling me what to do. I hate entertainers. Stop
0: sharing your views. I voted for the host of The Apprentice for president. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And and the actor who did it. a movie with a monkey, not Clint Eastwood. All these shenanigans take place in a hilarious new Hollywood movie called Bedtime for Bonzo, starring Ronald Reagan, Diana Lynn, and Bonzo, that amazing chimp. Well, this was thrilling. Uh, yeah, just uh, earlier this week, uh, we got a new video teaser, I should say, like Super 8 film teaser, of uh, one of the new Plastic Ono band tracks. And one of my personal favorites and one of my favorite John Lennon songs solo ever, Look at Me. Yeah. Yeah, man. What'd you think of this one?
1: Oh, it's so beautiful. Uh, The mix is incredible. The mix kind of um, refutes my usual. I did this when the Lennon box set came out this fall. Remember when it was like everything remixed greatest hits. And I was like, Mm -hmm. we've heard it already. They, you know, the working class hero, that hits compilation was remixed. And the Lennon legend DVD had the five point. Do we really need this? And oh my God, this remix proves, yeah, we do. I've never heard the song sound this beautiful. And this is one of my favorites too.
0: Yeah. And it's so funny because it's it's, you know, it's kind of a deep cut. It's an album track. It's one that people don't really talk about as much as they do Working Class Hero or God or right. Instant Karma, you know, the the hits. Yeah, I've always loved this song. And it's really cool too, the you can see it on YouTube or whatever, the video that accompanies it. It's a split screen. Black and white on the left, color on the right. It looks like home movie quality stuff. Yeah. Of Lennon. It looks around 1968 when he grew his hair out.
1: And this song sounds a little like Julia, which was written around then. Yeah. I've, I've always kind of connected, look at me, not lyrically, obviously, but musically, I connect this song to Julia. It was kind of like a spiritual relative of Julia when it was released two years later.
0: Right, and has that same finger picking pattern going on. That
1: one might say it's finger picking good.
0: <laughs> but which colonel? Which colonel would say that one? The Norm Macdonald or <laughs> uh, Sandy Duncan uh, uh,
1: or <laughs> <Cindy's>... <laughs> Reba McIntyre?
0: Yeah, that's who I met.
1: Reba McIntyre is Sandy Duncan in Peter Pan. The KFC commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flying. Look at me way up high. Here's a deep cut from Peter Pan. I'm flying. (laughs) Ooh.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Credited to all four Beatles. The only Peter Pan song credited to all four. Well, you know, there's not a lot of pictures from Lennon around the Plastic Ono era, meaning when he was recording that first LP um, after they cut their hair and all that. The rumor is that he had gained a little weight or whatever when he was in L.A. writing those songs that would eventually make their way onto that first solo record.
1: I think you're right, and that's what's another thing that's so exciting about the physical Deluxe reissue of this is there is apparently a... A 100 plus page booklet in there with never before seen photos from that era that I think have just been in John and Yoko's personal archive. So I'm really excited the the tactile feature of the box set is what I'm really excited for. And now hearing this remix, it's a reminder that it's probably going to blow me away when it comes out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, the mix is really cool. There's like a phasing effect going on. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's two guitar parts. So this is not ADT. This is not automatic double tracking that Ken Townsend developed in 66, where you just play it once and then, you know, reproduce it and put it slightly out of sync so that it sounds like two things. This is two different parts. And you can tell because... I will say the mix really brings out the imperfections of this song, the humanness of John Lennon, and also his impatience and not wanting to get it right, as Paul probably would. Paul probably would have done that part again. But here you hear the song getting out of sync with itself, and it creates this kind of dreamy, phasey effect in your ears. Okay. Yes, thank you. Look at me Who am I supposed to be?
1: Who am I supposed to be? Look at me. What am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be? It makes me look forward to what else we have in store on this. And this comes out. It was delayed. I got I pre-ordered and I got an email. It was supposed to be, I think, whatever that Friday, the
0: 16th is what uh, because it's the day after my birthday. I was looking forward to a kind of a birthday present.
1: Our birthdays are right on top of each other. Mine's April 20th. Yeah. So that was going to come like. Yeah. I mean, I was looking forward (laughs) to it, too. But I think now it comes the 23rd of April. So it'll still be out fairly soon and yeah I didn't pre-order the vinyl I did pre-order the box set just because again I want to kind of hold the book Me too, and just see all that stuff and I gotta be honest the Imagine that two vinyl Imagine reissue from a couple years ago felt unnecessary mm. because once you, you know, I, I don't know that I need to hear the outtakes done on vinyl. Like I've got plus Imagine's an album that's been remastered, mission and vinyl at least three, four times. There's a great version of this. The purists, by the way of Imagine will argue with me. I understand that. But in 87 or 88, Capitol reissued the Imagine vinyl and on the top there's a there's a little um sign that says digitally remastered that's not a sticker oh, right. it's, ba- it's baked into the vinyl uh, the the cover itself yeah and it's it was the the version that they put on CD and I never cared much for the CD, but the vinyl always sounded really nice to me. It's kind of a quiet, understated pressing, which you don't think of for when you see the word digital. But I'm sure you go to stevehoffman.com or Reddit and you'll see like, that's the worst (laughs) pressing ever made. (laughs) Maybe maybe it's because I was 14 at the time when I got it. So I've got some nostalgia for that particular pressing. But yeah, Imagine's been issued so many times on vinyl. Plastic Ono Band, however, is really not.
0: Yeah, yeah. So... Still looking forward to it, still excited about it. Also, you get in these home movies, you get a cool glimpse into Lennon's house. Uh I think that's Kenwood is you can see his green Mini Cooper. You see the Sgt. Pepper drum head. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So he's also holding a cat, which is a cute little moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: big cat guy, John Lennon
0: Was he? I have no, I don't know Are I, you doing a bitch?
1: <laughs> I'm not sure it feels, it feels like one of those authorities Hey, I saw a guy at Beetlefest in 89 Who's a big <laughs> expert on John Lennon's cat fetish
0: <laughs>
1: I was never a cat guy until I met my wife And then she <laughs> loves cats And I just grew to love Like it's weird when you finally live with a cat And never lived with a cat before They're awesome
0: Like I love them, a, I've got two myself
1: So, but were you always a cat guy or was this a later in life thing for you?
0: It was later in life. Yeah. My mom did not care for cats, so I never had one growing up, but I, we, we had some out in the desert when I was like 20 or whatever and then took a break. And then now I I have two. Yeah.
1: Everyone needs a cat break everyone needs a cat break i love i love that demo that's another finger-picking demo of his everyone had a hard year which then later became part of uh i got a feeling right hearing him doing that demo is one of my i don't know if that's ever been an anthology or officially released anyway i don't think so might just be bootleggy
0: yeah that's bootleg city man
1: go so check it out the two big breaking Beatles news things Uh, the look at me from the forthcoming cut in the video from Plastic Ono Band their 50th or 51st anniversary issue Joe Strummer with uh, a new album despite being dead a while oh Joe Strummer's dead you guys I'm not mocking Joe Strummer's (laughs) death god bless him but it's like you, you reserve that for like ooh uh, Roy Orbison died, or you know, uh, Tom Wait, Petty I died, s- Prince died.
0: So what is the appropriate response that just like nothing? Like-
1: when, if, when somebody told me Joe Strummers died, I was like, oh yeah, Clash was a pretty good band. Cool. Let's okay. move on. Not oh. Oh is for, like like what, what Prince dying elicits
0: an oh. Unless Prince didn't do anything for you, in which case, you have no soul. Are you not into Prince at all? You know, I don't. Yeah, hot take, whatever. I don't like the production on his songs. It's really tinny, and yeah, I'm not into it.
1: Here's what we're going to do. We will do, you (laughs) will convince me on Elvis, and I will convince you on Prince.
0: I'm going to get a lot of hate because, like, everyone loves Prince, so I don't know, man. Right, yeah, yeah. No, I'll I'll be forced on microphone to say I like Prince. (laughs) I don't hate him, by the way. I just don't like, I just didn't get it.
1: Well, and I don't. I don't hate Elvis. So I think the only band I think it's possible to admonish people for not loving is the Beatles. And I mean that. If you can't find a moment of well, I like. I really like the early stuff. Or you know, I didn't love the early stuff, but the late stuff. Like, if you can't find an era of Beatles music that you like, you're legally dead inside it's impossible to not like some facet of the beatles they're the but they're the exception they're the only band that i think you can say that about so if live live your truth you don't have to love prince but and i'm not some prince aficionado but some of the earlier stuff especially not like Post-Purple Rain, but some of the late 70s, his original version of I Feel For You that Shaka Khan covered is great.
0: I've heard some of that early stuff that sounds really fun and wild and kind of kooky. So, yeah, I, I don't hate it. But like when people swear by it and I hear I liked When Doves Cry. I mean, these songs were around when I was a kid. I I, I kind of liked them, I, you know. I didn't care for Purple Rain, the song, and that movie is very problematic. Even I recognized that seeing it for the first time late in life when I was like twenty five or something.
1: Dude, this dude <laughs> didn't see Purple Rain to live. If you didn't see it in theaters in '84, you're dead too.
0: <laughs> I saw Under the Cherry Moon. Brilliant. Oh, oh, all right, yeah. <laughs> His black and white flop, but yeah, from you know.
1: '87,
0: uh, later yep. than that. No, I think it was eighty, it was either eighty six or eighty seven. It might have been eighty-six.
1: I get that so confused with the release of Steve Woodenwood's role with it. <laughs> Two things I want to tell you about Prince before we stop this Beatle Update podcast. Three things because <laughs> also just announced Paul McCartney's Ram, excuse me, Paul and Linda McCartney, and I did pre order this because it's one of my three favorite Paul albums. Half speed mastered vinyl for the 50th anniversary this year with the original British green apple label. I don't have any copies with the British apple on it. So, yeah, man, Ram half speed mastered coming out really soon.
0: Oh, I can't wait
1: that's such a great one the other two things before we go tony check out ronnie talk to russia where prince sings a whole song begging ronald reagan to deal with with uh gorbachev and uh (laughs) to a funk beat and also i will contend that the prince solo and while my guitar gently weeps i believe at the rock and roll hall of fame is among the best beatles covers ever heard
0: i remember that and i concur i concur yeah his solo was out of nowhere insane
1: and they they talked i think because i think jeff lynn and tom petty were there too and i remember them both saying like we asked prince if he'd heard the song and he was vaguely familiar and they rehearsed it once and then that night he just demolished it but yeah here's how we'll end this send your send your emails regarding tony's Hatred of the artist form, the dead artist formerly known as Prince. (laughs) Not true. Send this to him and send your clash hate emails to me.
0: I was going to (laughs) say, yeah. Yeah. So I'll just say, you know, that's too bad. You know, we all got to go at some point. So there's also that. So let's not get too upset about everything.
1: Yeah. Especially (laughs) the weird John Lennon cat thing. The last song John wrote, and this was only included as the B side to move over Mrs. L is. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: it was on Geffen Oh shit I just exposed something The original Broadway cast album of Cats Was also on Geffen Just like Double Fantasy and the John Lennon collection were <laughs> Holy fuck John Lennon breaking, breaking news Breaking news John Lennon wrote Cats And went the Cats' belly Wait for it e-
0: Untitled Beatles Podcast Like and subscribe. Wow. Good shit. All right. (laughs) That's the dumbest. (laughs) We're
1: devoting a whole bonus episode to that. (laughs)